This is HPR episode 2843 entitled African Tetsi or Star of Africa and is part of the series Tabletop Gaming. It is hosted by Tuku Toroto and is about 11 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Tutoto talks about one of the most important Finnish board game ever. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. about the uh, board game, tabletop game that I recently replayed called African Tähti or Star of the Africa or then the first one Diamanten or Africa Sterna. It has a different name in different languages. This is a Finnish board game that's originally from the beginning of the 50s. So it's a relatively old and it's Probably the one of the most popular Finnish games ever made. So the idea is that there's a, the game is about uh, finding the African tähti, the huge Kulinan diamond that was found from the Africa. And it's a game for two to six players. It's a setup. Setup time is really quick. Like it's really quick to set up. The game doesn't long doesn't last that long, it's usually over in a, maybe in a half an hour. And rules are simple. I played that when I was, before, I played this before I was in the school. So, about 40 years ago almost. And I played it just recently with, with our kid. Uh, the idea is that there's a, the, the part, part represents Africa, and there's a cities there, and cities are connected with a land routes, air routes, and uh, some sea routes. The, every player is starting either from Cairo or Tangier, and they, they have a free choice of how to proceed, proceed through, through the Africa. The, Moving, moving between cities is done by throwing a dice and then moving, moving your character. There are just little plastic pieces along the uh, land route. If you, and if you choose to pay 100 pounds, every player gets 300 pounds at the beginning of the game. You can travel sea route or you can pay 300, 300 pounds and then you can fly between cities, some cities, not not all cities, and then uh, each city has a, a counter. These counters have been mixed in the beginning and randomly placed in the cities. 
when you reach a city with a counter, you can either pay 100 pounds and turn it immediately. You can choose to not to do anything. You don't have to try to uh, reveal the counter. Or you can wait for next turn and then try to throw your die and in 4, 5 and 6 you can turn the token. So you have 50% 50, 50, uh, chance to trade some time uh, for the money. So instead of paying money, you can use time. Uh, in the tokens, there's uh, different types. If you have black blank token, nothing happens. If there's a gemstone, you immediately sell that for the value. There's a, a topaz, that is 300 pounds. There's a emeralds, 500 pounds. And there's a rubies that are worth 1,000 pounds. There's a two rubies in the game. Uh, there, there might be a robber, the thief, robber, actually robber, that takes all of your money. And there can be a horseshoe in the in the first well, in the first phase. The horseshoe doesn't have any significance. You just discard it immediately. And then there's the star of the Africa, the big blue diamond. If you find the star of the Africa, you haven't won yet. You you still have to race back to the starting starting city. Actually, you can race either to the Cairo or Tangier. You don't have to go to the starting city. If you started from the Tangier, but the Cairo is closer, you can race to the Cairo. And when you reach that, you win the game. In the meantime, all the other players are trying to find a horseshoe. And if they find a horseshoe, they can start racing back to the either of the two cities. And if a player with a horseshoe that has been found after the diamond has been found gets there before the player with the diamond, he wins. They win. Uh, there's uh, some special places in the game. There's a uh, like, uh, for example, there's a slave coast at the at the at the coast. Uh, so if if you uh, turn a blank token there. You you get enslaved, and you have to wait three turns before you can continue. That's a that's a pretty long pretty long time in such a short game. Next to the slave coast, there's a gold coast, where the value of every gemstone is doubled. Uh, whoever gets into the Cape Town first, like at very south tip of the Africa, gets a 500 pounds as a bonus. And there's a couple places in the map, there's one at the Sahara and two around the St. Helena, the island, where you can get attacked and you have to wait there until you roll, roll one or two. In the Sahara there's some Bedouins, I, I seem to remember, and in the, around the St. Helena there's uh, pirates. And uh, the thing is that the St. Helena has a one token. And it's always a bit risky to go there, because if there's a robber, you lose all your money. And then, in the old old rules that I played when I was a kid, you were stuck there. You couldn't go anywhere anymore. You, you were just stuck in the St. Helena. But they actually changed the rules at some point, and now there's an amendment that if you don't have any money, you can travel sea route, but only two steps at a time. So getting out of St. Helena takes 
very long time. And you still get out, but you usually lose so much of time that you are kind of lost again. There's a Madagascar on the other side of the Africa that has two cities. It has a similar problem than with the St. Helena. And I have noticed that some players actually, they, they just avoid going to the islands because they don't like they don't like the idea that maybe if there's a robber and I get stuck there, or maybe I use my last hundred pound to turn the token and there's nothing there. But on the other hand, it's really cool to go to the Saint Helena and find the find the token, uh, the African tähti, the star of the Africa, because then you then it's like a really daring thing to do and you get a big big payback and if if you have enough money, you can fly from the from the St. Helena to the coast of Africa and from there close to the Cairo and then on the next turn to the Cairo. So it takes only three turns to get from the St. Helena to the no not, not Cairo but the Pangier of course. It gets it gets only three turns to get from the St. Helena to the Pangier and then you win the game. If you have enough money you need a nine hundred pounds for that. And I like I really loved this game as a kid. It was really exciting because you are, you know you're going going into the this huge continent and trying to find gemstones and you are fighting against robbers and blank tokens and whatnot. Uh it's pretty random game. Like there isn't that much of tactics involved. You just move from city to city and try to find the start before anyone else finds there's a you can you can pretend that you have some sort of strategy that you concentrate on your search for for example at the north of the Africa because there's the shortest route from there to the starting cities but other players will do the same thing usually because everybody starts at the north of the Africa and then they just proceed towards the south cleaning all the cities from the tokens and recently I learned that there's an extension to this game called Redkigunnar. I think it's called Expeditions. I don't know if that has been translated to a different language. Language. I haven't played that, but I have heard that it's it's very luck based. Also, and doesn't add that much to the game. Uh, this was a really popular game. I when I was Checking, checking. I actually learned that there's a 4.5 million copies of the game sold, sold internationally. I think that I think that's a pretty big number for a children's board game. And in Finland, there's over two million games that have been sold. Like, it's not that every every household has a one, but it's 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 still big because Finland has what I think a uh, between five and, a half, five and a half and six million people, so I haven't checked that. But some, we have six million people, so if there's two million games sold, of course not everyone, every game has been sold to a different individual. I'm sure that some people have bought game and lost some pieces and then bought, a, bought a, another, another copy. And the, losing the pieces is really annoying because those uh, plastic, uh, little cardboard counters get lost pretty easily. So I remember the copy that we had at our parents' place had one of the Topazis 
hade kunnat missa så vi hade tagit det vackert det som spelar token så det var så vanligt spelar man det hade hade blivit brun vita feltpen ja yellow blob det var suosittu present attopas all in all this is fun game best played with the kids or kid minded thank you for listening and bye bye You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.